0: This is Cricket with the Shays Lounge, and I just wanted to come on and kind of give you guys a little bit of insight as to what this uh, week's episode is going to look like. We have, have been having a little bit of technical difficulties getting our microphones working correctly. I'm working on it. Um, again, we're doing this podcast, and we have no clue what we're doing, so everything that happens, we just kind of have to roll with it. So the sound goes in and out a little bit on this episode, and I, I'm really sorry for that. Uh Hopefully next week's episode will be better If I can figure out a way to get Vaughn and I together this week We will re-record the podcast And re-upload it Um, But for now uh, You know the sound on my microphone Is kind of spotty During the episode We talk a lot about baseball So if you're a baseball fan you'll like this episode Um, If you could just bear with us On the technical difficulties uh, We will get through it Thanks (music) Welcome to the podcast.
1: And this is Vaughn.
0: And we're this week on the Shays Lounge. We're talking about so much fun stuff. Um, We watched baseball because it was opening season.
1: Opening weekend. Opening weekend
0: of the season. Sorry.
1: Right. Gotta get the terminology down.
0: And we sat and we watched the tail end of the Diamondbacks and the Padres game. And we watched the Yankees and the Nationals.
1: Yeah, we we started. We watched most of the Yankees Nationals game. I think we started off in like the second innings when we started watching that game.
0: Because that's when that's we when got the, home. The, the yeah, over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but we we got a little baseball in uh, on opening weekend. That was pretty
1: cool. It was nice to finally be able to sit back on the couch and just enjoy the game, watching the game again. Yeah, it's been too long. And we
0: didn't get to see the Braves game, and that makes me kind of sad because that's Vaughn's favorite team.
1: Yeah, that's now of course I'm nowhere near Atlanta, but that's just the team that I grew up watching, and so I have been a Braves fan since I was little. Back in if anybody was a Braves fan, there still is. I've been one a long time. We're talking back back in the Dale Murphy and Mark Lemke and all these guys. I mean the pitching staff that they had with Smoltz and Glavin and Maddox and Nagel and all these different guys they had just coming in and out of there. The Twelve consecutive years that they won their conference and they won their division. I mean, it's that was back in the heyday, back in the glory days, back in the glory days of the, of the Braves. <laughs> They're starting to get back there again. They've had a, finally had some few good seasons, but they had they had some rough years there in the middle. But you know, still a fan didn't didn't lose hope. Always got the hope for them.
0: Well, one thing you've always said about the Braves is that they don't buy their championships, and you've always liked that. Okay? <coughs>
1: Yankees, sorry. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) Sorry.
0: No, no. Share with the class. They may not have understood your little (laughs) cough insult.
1: (laughs) They don't. They build their championship teams up from their minor league organization.
0: You're talking about the Braves.
1: Yes. Mm. They don't do like that team from the north that goes out every year and is like, oh, who was the best player last year? Okay, let's go buy them. Let's go buy that guy. See if maybe then we can get it. Ch- I mean, with the rosters that the New York Yankees have had every single year, there is no legitimate reason why they have not won a World Series every single freaking year.
0: That is true.
1: They've got some high overpriced talent that hardly any of them ever live up to what they're paid to do. Now, now that- they have some.
0: That's something, okay, so a, a few weeks ago, you went through to find out, about the okay, MVPs. about the about the MVPs. If they have an MVP one year in, in, in a specific sport, how well is their, you know, how good is their record the next year? So, I want to know, I, I mean, does baseball do like first round draft picks and, you know. Yeah, they have an
1: MLB draft every year. Okay, okay, okay.
0: see, forgive my ignorance on this. I mean, I know about the NFL draft because everybody knows about that. Right. But with baseball, I want to know, you know, who are these guys that they're going out and getting for top dollar, and does it really pan out for those teams? Does the first their round dress. does your first round draft pick actually lead you to, you know, that championship that you're trying to get?
1: I think more times than not, these guys end up going through the minors, and they end up being one of those extra deals and trades and half the time they don't even end up with the team that drafted them Um, because there's just there's just so much trading going on but like I said the Yankees they don't they like going out and buying whoever was the best player of the previous season Mm -hmm. and it hadn't always panned out
0: and
1: they pay them a lot of money they pay them a lot of money like the pitcher for the Astros last year that made them look bad well, let's go buy him, you know. And then they, the MVP from a couple of years ago, Giancarlo Stanton, he got MVP. Guess where he ended up the next year? Mm-hmm. Yankees went out and bought him, and that's just what they do because mm-hmm. they do, they pay that extra luxury tax to do everything they can to buy themselves a championship year after year after year. And with, and now granted, they've been there a lot. Mm-hmm. But there's but no the reason why they, they shouldn't be there every single year.
0: That would be an interesting psychological experiment to find out why they're not there every single year if they do have this outside talent, you know, and this well, this amazing talent coming in.
1: To me, it's like the bad luck going to the Yankees because there's guys that go there, and then they get injured and miss half the season.
2: hmm
1: And that's what happens to, like, Stanton. He got hurt. They just Their players keep getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. But they just... I mean, okay, so it's like, yeah. Now, granted, we know about how the Astros won the World Series.
2: mm
1: mm-hmm. But for a long time, the Astros were a horrible team. They did not do good. They were the bottom of their division every year. But I can remember listening to some people that knew about it, and they were saying, you watch. In the next three or four years... The Astros are going to be one of the best teams in the league. They're going to be contenders because they are building up an amazing minor league organization players. Mm -hmm. That they are going after the best talent there. They're building their teams up from from that point to get them all ready to move up. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And that's what they did. And sure enough, four to five years later, this last place Astros team... All these guys kind of just started clicking together, and they get these guys moved up, and bam, they're in the playoffs.
0: But how much of that was good management from the from the the managers, and how much of that was them just straight up cheating to win?
1: I'm talking about when they built these players. Move, I mean, they went after the young talent. To they had the best minor league organization in the in the league.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They had the best players in the minors. And then that way they can get them ready to move up instead of, oh, who was the best player last year? Let's go buy them, see if we can get it get back into in place. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that. They built their team up from the ground, and that's why they got to that point. Right. That's how they got to the World Series to start beating on trash can lids. <laughs>
0: see, that, that whole cheating scandal – Cheating is bad. I, I want to come down on the side of, of cheating being a bad thing. But everybody in baseball cheats.
1: There's not a team in the major leagues that does not cheat in some sort of way.
0: Everybody steals signs. That's why you change signs.
1: And that's why you you do use different signs. Because you know there's going to be somebody trying to steal those signs. They just got more high tech with it.
0: Right. And, and some disgruntled ex-employee got mad. And, and
1: went and told and off, went off on and them. told off on them. Yeah
0: but everybody cheats.
1: There's not a single team in that that has not done something to cheat. Yeah. Try to figure out a way to steal signs. I mean, if they if there's somebody out there that says their team's never cheated, wake up from your dream, buddy. Your team has cheated.
0: Um, you told me about, it wasn't a cheating story from when you were um, in high school or college or whatever, uh, but you, you did tell me a story where you were playing against these guys who were speaking Spanish to one another? Tell that story.
1: Oh, well, yeah. There was one of the other high schools that we played against that they their coaches were Hispanic. A lot of their players were. None of us spoke Spanish. And so they would talk a lot to each other in Spanish. And it finally got to the point whenever we'd go and play against this team, we took a Spanish-speaking person with us and put him in the dugout. <laughs> And he would sit over there and go, "Hey, coach, they're about to steal second." <laughs> <laughs> and so it is. And then once they realized what we were doing, they had to actually start coming up with. their using their signs and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff because they couldn't just rattle it out anymore because they realized they finally realized that we knew what the heck they were saying. So, <laughs> so now we, would we that, took a translator we, with us.
0: Would that fall under cheating, or would that fall under just trying to get the best advantage possible?
1: Hey, that's called doing what you got to do
0: for for both teams because both mm-hmm. teams were using an advantage that they had that the other team may not. Be yeah,
1: they to took use. an advantage of a language barrier and we took that barrier away.
0: <laughs> Level the playing field. We
1: leveled it, it out.
0: <laughs> well, there's a few scores around the league that I wanted to talk about. The Yankees and the Nationals game, of course that we t- that we saw.
1: And the Yankees got smacked.
0: The Yankees <laughs> got spanked. It was really kind of hard,
2: hard to, to watch. Play.
0: Because the Yankees had been doing so well, and then it was just like uh, the Nationals came to play last night. Well,
1: their offense came to play. Yeah, I mean they had something doesn't happen very often. If your team has five plus errors in a game, chances are you didn't win that game.
0: Right, and the Nationals had
1: at least five.
0: At least five errors that I know of,
1: and still won that game. Right by quite a lot. What was it? Was two to nine, nine to two? Yeah nine to two
0: nine to two nationals and, and I, I, they were hitting home runs they had a guy who almost hit for the cycle he was just missing a triple right uh, which was really cool because I don't get to see things like that because I don't ever watch last year was well, not my a first lot of year have ever seen a
1: game they got to watch a cycle because that is not something that happens very often
0: you gotta to understand listeners um my first year of watching baseball was last year. I, I didn't grow up watching sports. Um, my ignorance is, uh, in this is, is obvious, because I don't know how you know, drafts work, and I don't know, you know how these organizations work. Uh, Vaughn has been very patient with me, teaching me all the, all the rules and everything. Um, we've gone, gone to baseball games before, but I have never sat down and actually watched games with anybody. And I started doing that last year when uh, Vaughn was over-the-road truck driving. And uh, he was missing all these games. So we would be on the phone for four hours, literally literally three and a half to four hours, and I would be calling these games for him because he couldn't see them because he was driving a truck.
1: Or I'd be parked and couldn't have a way to watch it. Didn't have a TV. Unless I, I happened to be at a truck stop with a TV, and I'd go in there. Because I know like during some of the playoffs, there was one truck stop that I went to that had a nice break room or had an Arby's in it
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and they had a TV in there and I'm Hey, hey, can you change the game?
0: (laughs) And they'll they'll accommodate you to a a certain extent with stuff like that. As long as there's not too many other people in there that don't want to watch it, you know, they'll, they'll help you out. But I called a lot of these games. And so I got to, I got to see the, how the plays worked. And I got to see how the players interacted with each other and got to listen to Joe Buck hate on every single team. Especially the Astros. Oh my, my gosh, God. he hates the Astros so much.
1: He hates everybody except for Juan Soto. He, he, and
0: Juan Soto.
1: He Yeah, he's, a, he's an incredible player. He's got the
0: goofiest batting stance.
1: Hey, you do what works. It doesn't matter. I, I,
0: if I if mean, it works, it's so stupid. A,
1: okay, you didn't watch baseball a lot. Get online one day and look up Jeff Bagwell, the way his stance was. I mean, you would think, how in the heck... Was he able to stand up there like that? That was one of the odd, most oddball stances I've ever seen. And then you'll then you'll go back and think, okay, well maybe Juan Soto didn't look so bad.
0: I think Juan Soto in a batter's box to me looks like he's posing for his own baseball card every single time he's up at bat. Right. Does it makes sense.
1: Yeah. I, I I get what you're saying. He, he's he's
0: he, he's very showy.
1: He looks like he's trying to be pretty.
0: He does look like he's trying to be pretty.
1: Yeah.
0: And I, but but you know what? Baseball is a pretty game. Baseball is a is a finesse game. Mm-hmm. So it, it would make sense that he would do that. But hearing Joe Buck slobber over this man for the entire playoff season was just weird.
1: <laughs> There's some guy I love there.
0: Now I will. I'm, Joe Joe Buck cracks me up. He's he's a, he's a wonderful, wonderful commentator. Oh, you're going
1: you to tell us about his,
0: his Twitter bio yeah, is, is, pretty good. is self-aware and, and I love it because his Twitter bio is I love every team except for yours. Right. And I've heard so many people literally say those words about Joe Buck. Oh, he hates my team. He hates my team. And it's always a different team that he hates. He, I think he pretty much he, I, he's good at calling the games, you know, I don't think he favors one team over the other. And even well, though it feels like he does – Well, you tell during the
1: playoffs last year, every game Soto was in. It's like Soto somebody, was playing for. I, mean, I can't even remember what team he played for. But he would get a hit, and their team would be doing good, and that team would get a hit, and he would like, oh, another single up the middle. And if the other team got a hit, he would be like, oh, okay, yeah, well. There's a double down the line. Okay, they got to run on second.
0: Washington Nationals.
1: You know, he he, he he didn't get to – he didn't get to – you didn't hear the same level of excitement unless it was for that team.
0: That's true. And he he called the games a little weird where it it felt like like he was given a little more leeway. Like he was a little happier about the calls that went for the Nationals and he was a little less happy about the calls that went for the Astros. I
1: mean, if you are an announcer, say – for a specific team, then yes, you're going to get more excited about those teams.
0: But he's not. An but if you're doing
1: it says, for a sports channel, if you can't be unbiased about the way you do it, you don't need to be doing it.
0: That's true. But but having said that, everybody has their own favorite players and their own. Oh
1: favorite yeah, absolutely.
0: And, and of course, that's going to bleed through. You can't
1: let that bleed through as bad as it did for him.
0: When they were playing
1: the when Soto was playing the Astros.
0: When Soto was playing anybody. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I mean, he, I guess he was a good player, but I think he really is. Good.
1: He is a stud young player. I mean, he
0: during the playoffs, I did not see what the hype was last year.
1: Well, as I say, he didn't play. Sure. You hear about people playing as a seasoned player when they're still really young. He didn't let the pressure – he didn't let the pressures of the of the postseason and everything get to him like you see a lot of young players that haven't never been in that kind of situation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He, he he really did rise up to it, and he didn't let it get to him. And he still did extremely well. So, yeah, he's a good player. Oh, I, he really is.
0: That's fine. It was just hearing Joe Buck slobber over him that kind of turned me off a little bit. Right. Um. And then uh, we didn't get to watch the Braves game. The Braves played the Mets last night. Um, Braves won 5-3. to three. Ah. So that was good. Um, um, we did watch the last inning of the Diamondback-Padres games.
1: Game, yeah, a couple innings of, of that, not much of it, not
0: much of that, just enough no to see the Padres win. No Five dog dogs. in
1: that fight, so no. it would not really, it was more like background noise,
0: right? We watched it because it was on and because it was baseball and it was opening season. Yeah, uh, opening the only I watched the
1: other games because I was wanting to see the Yankees lose,
0: right? Well, Jesus hates the Yankees. Well, so. I mean,
1: you what, what's funny though, is that you there's so much hatred you see for the different teams, and I do not like the Yankees, I've never liked the Yankees. But I've always been in this weird situation because the Yankees have always had players that I've liked. Right. I mean, if you're a baseball fan, I don't care how bad you hate the Yankees. Don't ever say you didn't like Derek Jeter.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, he kind of transcends. Like like
1: like I know who Derek Derek Jeter is. Yeah, Mariano Rivera. I mean, those kind of guys, you just you can. It's like I mean, I hate the team you play for, but I like you a lot.
0: Alex Rodriguez, a Yankee. He was. See, I, I know don't. him too.
1: He really good with the Mariners. Really good with the Rangers. Top player. what the Yankees do? Went and bought him.
2: Mm-hmm. Like they do, do everybody else. He didn't do quite so high. and he
1: fizzled after that. everybody's learning realized he was using PEDs.
0: <laughs> I you know, okay, so let's get on. Let let's let's go down that little rabbit trail real quick. Okay. We have talked about performance-enhancing drugs on this podcast in the past. My opinion, jack them up. <laughs> I want to see somebody before crush a baseball field, 600 feet out of the stadium. Before okay? they go
1: out to the field every day, you just give them a little injection of steroids right in their butt cheeks. All right, go play. <laughs> okay, go play. <laughs> but, you know, it's illegal. Uh, denied using them. Still got busted.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and then they still like like uh, Aaron Judge. You know, that's the name?
0: Aaron Judge. Jo- I, I don't
1: Judge. The guy I showed you the picture of. Maybe. Last night. But uh, I think that's his name. Plays for the Yankees. Okay. I, I like him. He's a good player. He, he, he's that the guy
0: that's like 6'7"? Six, 6'7". Seven? Six, seven. Yeah, okay.
1: Put on a hell of a show in the Home Run Derby a few years ago. He was mm-hmm. That was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And he, he's a... I like him as a player. But I just don't like the team he plays for. The
0: the thing with performance-enhancing drugs that we've, we've talked about, you can take steroids all you want and you can bulk up all you want, but it is not going to help your eye-hand coordination.
1: No. If it's, you couldn't hit a ball before hit, steroids, you ain't going to hit one after steroids.
0: Right. Therefore, my opinion that we should just... Jack them the hell up and, and, and see how far they can hit a baseball and see how fast they can run. Uh, it doesn't Steroids don't help the pitchers anyway. You know what helps the pitchers? Amphetamines. Because the pitchers get tired. Because they're well, doing a lot more pitcher,
1: work. You don't want to take steroids. You don't want to get bulky. You get mm-hmm. bulky, you lose flexibility. You lose flexibility, you lose velocity.
0: Exactly. But a bigger scandal that they have not taken care of... In MLB, is pitchers taking amphetamines? Because they have not. I I think they may be banned, but I don't think they're testing for them the same way that they're testing for other performance enhancing drugs.
1: Well, right now the big thing is performance enhancing drugs. You know, back in the '80s and '90s, every player out there was probably snorting crack before they went out to the field, and that's why they were
0: crack. You snort whatever the hell they were doing. Crack.
1: I don't know drugs. (laughs) They were snorting something, and they'd go out and play and.
0: And the games were fantastic. I'm sure.
1: Right. But, but,
2: but...
0: No, we were talking about Aaron, you went on to Aaron Judge. I'm sorry. I I kind of went back to the performance enhancing drugs thing because I, I had something else to say. But you were talking about Aaron Judge and the.
1: But there's a lot of different players on different teams that I like. I just don't really care for the team. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just happens that way.
0: But I think that's okay. I think that you can like a player and not care for the team. I think yeah. it's okay to root for that specific player unless he's playing for your home team. You know, like if, if Aaron Judge is playing someone else, I'll root for him on your behalf. Right. But if he's playing the Astros or the Rangers. Or the Braves. Or the Braves, he can go get effed. Yep. Because I'm not going to root for him. I'm very sorry for you, Aaron Judge. Right. <laughs> it's just, you, you don't get my love when you're playing these teams.
1: No. But you you mentioned something about things different things that you hear, so we've got to get on this story.
0: Oh, okay. During I,
1: this Yankees game yesterday. Well,
0: hang on. Let, let's 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 build the the scene. Okay. Because there's nobody in the stands, yeah. and and this is we were we were wanting to talk about ambient noise with the baseball games um, because As they're having to pipe in noise basically, and. The teams don't, don't hear anything. There's there's no crowd out there to, to yell, uh, to, to give them any encouragement. It's, it's a mental game that they're having to get into. And we'll go into that in just a second. But go ahead and tell what we heard because this ambient noise was not actually on the field.
1: Hey, I don't remember even what inning it was, but I know that a... At one point, the catcher called for a certain pitch that he thought was going to be a breaking ball because you could tell by the way he was holding his glove, he was expecting the ball to break down toward the ground. Mm -hmm. And the guy threw a fastball.
0: (laughs) This was during the Yankees and Nationals game.
1: And it went right past the catcher, didn't even touch his glove because he didn't get his glove back onto it. Nope. And it hit the umpire square in the freaking chest.
0: Right in the left pectoral muscle.
1: <laughs> and there was this moment of silence there for a second because you didn't hear anything. And then you could hear the umpire very clearly. And what was even funnier about it is that they replayed that one moment.
0: Like three times.
1: About talking about you get you could hear it hit the umpire. Yeah right yeah and that's what they were referring to and i'm like did they not hear everything
0: they must not have because this was live tv because
1: you heard the umpire go it hit him there's a few seconds of silence and you hear him go
2: oh shit!"
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we laughed and laughed and laughed we, and I, we and had it, to
0: have rewound that at least four times ex- at that. least
1: four to five times we backed that up and said is that really what we heard <laughs> And then we did it, and then sure enough, that's what happened. And then they replayed it, and as soon as the umpire said "shit," they like cut the replay off. <laughs> and there, and I almost want to know if the people that were back in the production trucks or whatever, or the production facility, went crap. We didn't hear that the first time.
2: <laughs> There's
0: no way they did because he said he said the O, oh, and then paused for a second, and then goes
1: shit <laughs> and that's one of those things that you know happens all the time but because we've got COVID-19 2020 baseball and there's no fans in the stands because if that would have happened during a game when there was stands were full everybody would have been either making some kind of comment toward it going oh my gosh or yay umpire got hit Woo. right You would have never heard that umpire. Mm -mm. But because it's so quiet in there, you can hear everything.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And even this this piped-in ambient noise that they have didn't cover it because his voice was so much louder than everybody else's because the cameras were picking it up. Yeah. So funny. We we laughed about that. I know 20 minutes.
1: At least. That was great. (laughs) And what's neat about, too, is like you were talking about how they – piping in this ambient noise though that cheering that you're hearing is actually it's not a recording of like an audience yeah they've got this thing now and i'm not sure what the link is or the website is for it but where you can go online and you can cheer for your team from home they will you can make this recording where you're like cheering for your team and you send it to them and like if you're cheering for the yankees Mm -hmm. and you send that in to them then when the yankees do something good they play all of these sound bites together Mm -hmm. to make it sound like fans are cheering oh cool and so you can send that in and Wherever that team goes, that's where that recording goes with them. They can just play it for them, and I mean, they doing stuff like that. There's some teams that are even selling cardboard cutouts with your picture on it.
0: And they and they did that at the. Uh, we, we saw that at the Diamondbacks game.
1: And they put uh, in the stands
0: right home plate. They they had that full of cardboard cutouts. Right. Um, Somebody had their dog in there. Yeah. Somebody had paid for a picture of their the dog, dog to be up game. in the stands. Yeah. It's just so cute
1: but it's that kind of stuff though too i mean just that ambient noise being so much lower now is you know like we were talking earlier when you have players that have never played in front of large crowds like that Mm -hmm. it can kind of be it can be quite of a shell shock to play in front of that many people right But then you've got these guys that have been playing in front of this many people, and then you get out to the stands and there's nobody there. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: It takes a certain level of mental toughness for these guys to still get into that mindset where they need to do their best abilities at at their position or whatever when they don't have that crowd to feed off of.
0: It, it almost, it, it was weird last
1: night because it almost
0: felt like these guys felt like it was a practice game because there was nobody in the stands. It, it didn't, I mean, we, we can hear the crowd noise, but you know, they can't hear the crowd noise. So you, you got to wonder how these guys are kind of clicking that switch in their head where we're not, not just playing a scrimmage. This is for real.
1: Yeah, I mean, because there was, like, even stupid mental errors. Mm -hmm. Like a guy that booted a ground ball at shortstop, and he just kind of just, lackadaisically, just kind of tossed the ball over at the pitcher, hit by his feet, feet, and the guy missed it. And he was just like, oh, and he went to go turn around, and then he realized, oh, crap.
0: This is a
2: real game. That
1: guy that was on first, he's now standing on second because he was still, he had that switch flipped. Mm -hmm. He was in game mode. He saw the throwing error, he turned the juice on, he hauled butt down to second base. Mm -hmm. So a ground ball to a shortstop, it should have been an easy out, turning basically to a double Mm -hmm. because of two errors on one play. Yeah,
0: just because they weren't locked in. Yeah, you're not locked in.
1: Because you have that that whole roar of the crowd, you feed off of it. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a home crowd or a road crowd. You know, um, whenever I played against other teams and their stands were really loud and really tried to rag on me and all that kind of stuff. I loved it. I ate it up. I loved it. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. Talk crap about me. I'm going to make your guy up there at the plate look bad. So go ahead and keep talking bad about me. But I really enjoyed it. You know, the bigger the crowd, the better it was for me. Right. Because even at the start of the game now, it's got to feel different. Because that was one of the things that really got your mindset going whenever you would take the field, especially if it was a home game. When you go take the field, your team's immediately cheering. Your fans are cheering for you. Now you're like, all right, go. And everybody's like, okay. And that's what they hear. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Crickets. Nothing, you know. So it's from just from the get-go, it's got to be a lot tougher to get into that mindset to be ready to play the way you need to play.
0: Well, and and two, these guys can hear each other now across the field. Right. And that was something that happened. You hear a lot more smack talk. The the Cubs and the Brewers game last night, uh, the umpires had to step in so that the benches didn't clear because the guys were talking crap to each other across the field from the dugouts. And the umpires weren't 100% sure that they were going to keep it in the dugout.
1: And what's funny about it, the, like it, they it made it's making the news.
0: Yeah, but if, if a I, crowd had been there,
1: they'd they never heard it.
0: Never heard it. it. It would have been just fine. But there's, I, I was reading an article today that said that uh, the guys that were involved, because they interviewed the guys that were involved in the smack talk, and uh, everybody that was involved is like, oh yeah, you're gonna see this all throughout the seasons, mm-hmm. all throughout the season, because because we can hear each other now, yeah, so, so we can.
2: you're gonna hear somebody
1: yell hey watch your mouth you know we can hear you now right but there was a good story kind of a funny little story that also came out of that brewers and cubs game uh anthony rizzo first baseman for the cubs i think it's the third inning last night
2: Mm
1: -hmm. guy for the brewers gets home first he takes his batting gloves off puts them in his pocket hands them to the coach or whatever and Rizzo pulls out like a little bottle of hand sanitizer <laughs> and, and offers it to the guy on first base. And he sticks his hands out and he squirts him some hand <laughs> sanitizer in his hand. He rubs it in he puts the thing back in his pocket and they're ready to go again. <laughs> but there's like several stories online about Anthony Rizzo and his, and his hand sanitizer being prepared for everything. <laughs> so...
0: Well, there's been a couple of guys um, in the MLB that have tested positive for COVID, and, and they're out right now. And they're, they're we're still trying to figure out how this whole season is going to go. Because I think they have these guys in bubble cities where they keep them as on location as possible.
1: I don't think they do that as much in the majors. I'm not – in the, in baseball, I'm not 100% sure. I know that's what they were looking at doing in other sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the reduced schedule, but with the reduced schedule, they're not. They're they're trying to keep them to closer,
2: mm-hmm.
1: minimize how far they're having to travel.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously not letting crowds come in, even with social distancing, because that would be a nightmare.
1: So like you may not see like the Yankees and the A's play very much.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know. California to New York mm-hmm. and stuff like that, um, because this this shorter game season too is you know they're they're trying to get an entire season worth of stuff in and one in just these sixty days, mm-hmm. and so they're trying yeah they are they do have a lot of things in place to try to keep the players safe. Mm-hmm. I mean, you even see coaches out there wearing face coverings. I mean, they're doing a lot of stuff to really try to. Keep the players safe so they can continue playing the game. Like uh, Scherzer was saying, you know, we've got a lot of things in place so that we can continue to stay safe, stay healthy, and keep playing the game that they love. Mm-hmm. Um, Because, I mean, with I mean, with this shorter season, too, something we talked about earlier, you know, a lot of these players, you know, especially pitchers, and, and it's going to be on hitters, too, they're going to be on a shorter leash now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you get a guy in a slump, the best way to do it is make them work their way out of it. You're getting too bad of a slump with a 60 game season. That's 102 games shorter than what they're used to. Right. These teams aren't going to have that luxury.
0: So when a pitcher starts having a bad day, they're going to yank him
2: out. They're going
1: to yank. They're going to have a lot shorter leash.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Signs of trouble. There's going to be people in the bullpen. Um, because they just you you can't every game like they, you always hear every game counts and it does. But, but it, it count, really counts you know. now. But even with 162 games, it amazes me how every single year you get all these teams playing 162 games and the last few playoff spots aren't determined until the last couple of days of the season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it always amazes me how that always happens. Right. But, you know, but with these guys trying to get ready for their season and getting everything going... I think it's going to be later on in the season before you see really a lot of top-tier pitching. hmm Because I think it's tougher to get back to game readiness as a pitcher as it is a hitter
2: mm-hmm.
1: and a fielder. Because a fielder, I mean, fielding's fielding. But it, there's a whole different mindset level you have to get into to be an effective pitcher.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you and, have your
0: rituals and you have your... Well,
1: not just the rituals. It, it's that mental toughness of getting back into game-ready position. hmm And I, I think that's going to be tougher on the pitchers than it is the hitters.
0: Right. And knowing they have a shortened season is going to... You think it's going to mess with their heads?
1: I think even... You'll hear a lot of them talk about how it's not. I think they're full of crap. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're being told to say. I think they're telling themselves that mm-hmm. to help kind of psych themselves up. Mm-hmm. But that's got to be every loss is going to weigh on you now. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, I mean, like a, a season high leader in wins this year may have six wins,
2: mm-hmm.
1: seven wins. Maybe you might have a 10 game winner this year and 60 games, maybe. But
0: it means more.
1: looking back at the stats of the year, It's going to look really weird. Because before... Okay, so like, when I was younger, I can remember when we'd look at some of these guys, like, oh, he had over 30 home runs that year. And then he got to where over 30 home runs in the season ain't really nothing to blink an eye at. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Now it's, okay, well, this guy almost hit 50. This guy hit over 40 home runs. He's a good home run hitter. Oh, he only hit 31 last year. He's, He's pretty good.
2: Right.
1: And then this year it's going to be... Wow, I man, that dude hit 15 home runs,
2: mm-hmm.
1: 20 home runs. Now you got some guys. that There's a bunch of guys that's already got like two.
0: Well, I, well, one guy had two last night in the in the game that we watched in the uh, in the Yankees Nationals game. But, uh, one of the guys hit two home runs. One of the Nationals players. Oh, okay. Um, because he was the guy that was hitting for the cycle, and instead of hitting that triple, he just hit another home run. Oh, okay. He was like, "Okay." I'll just hit another home run.
1: Well, because I knew that uh, the guy for the Yankees hit his second home run, but I didn't think he hit two last night. Um, Uh, G and Carl Stanton.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So one thing I was going to ask you about, uh, and this is is new information for me. Like I said, I didn't grow up uh, playing sports or watching sports. It was just not something my family did. Um, But there is apparently a new rule for extra innings. And I wanted to get your opinion on that. Um, So instead of just going to the 10th inning, and it's a normal inning, at the half half inning, each team starts with a runner on second.
1: Coming from a pitching standpoint, that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to go start an inning with a runner already in scoring position. Because when you don't have, you start an inning off and there's nobody on base, you got no outs, no runners on, you have one focus. And that's on that current hitter that's up to Mm plate. You're figuring out a way to get him out. But when you're starting an inning with a runner already on second base, then you've got split focus. You're worried about him. It puts more pressure on that pitcher because you can't make any mistakes.
2: Mm-mm.
1: You know, if there's nobody on and you make a little mistake and he gets a single or a double or even a triple, he's still on base. You give up a ground ball that gets to the infield, mm-hmm. especially if it goes to the right side,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it gets through, that runner scores.
0: Well, Not like last night... It. In in the in the Kansas City Royals game. Um the start of the extra innings, the Royals player was on second base, they had a sack bunt and a sack fly and got the got the run and there was not an official hit.
1: The, well the the big story is not that it's an official hit. They scored the go ahead run without an official at bat. Mm-hmm. Because if you have a sack bunt, it doesn't count for you or against you. You know, if you go up there and you get a single your first at bat and your next three at bats, you do sacrifice bunts, mm-hmm. you're one for one that game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, And then they had the, the fly ball of the outfield that scored that the guy was able to tag up and score on. It forces a lot of these teams to realize the importance of that run and so they're going to do everything they can to get him over. You're going to see a lot of more small ball mm-hmm. in that last inning, trying to get that runner even closer to third. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, it's a pretty—it's a lot easier to score a guy from second than it is from first, obviously. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot more ways a guy can score from third. I mean the sack fly, the squeeze bunt, I mean, a pass ball, like a wild pitch, because then that puts a lot of pressure on the pitcher too. Mm-hmm. Because, say, like you got this guy up that you know if you get two strikes on him and you throw a curveball in the dirt, he's going to swing out of his shoes trying to hit it, and he's never going to touch it. Right. It's a guaranteed out. But you got that winning run over there on third base. And so you're like, then you guys think, okay, well, how much do I trust my catcher? to block this pitch if he if it does hit the ground what if I if I overthrow it and bounce it too short and then it bounces off I mean it just the level of pressure it puts on the pitcher Mm
2: -hmm.
1: goes up and the defense the pressure goes up because every little mistake is going to be magnified right but then on the opposite side of that if you're the team batting it takes a lot of that pressure off
0: because you've already got a guy in scoring position
1: yeah I mean, because, like, if the next guy gets up there and strikes out, it's not that big of a deal because you got to think that's the same situation as if the first guy got walked and you bunted him over to second to get him in scoring position.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think if they're going to start with a guy on second, start with a guy on second. But you've already got an out scored against you. Don't give them three outs to get that runner over from second. Only give them Well, two.
0: I mean, they're trying to speed up the innings. Would, would that accomplish – That would speed it up
1: That would speed more. up the inning. Because that will that, help equalize that pressure between the two teams because right now everything is on that defense. hmm Because, like I was saying, like if there's nobody on and you get this ground ball to the infielders, they know they just got to field it and throw it first. Mm-hmm. Now you've got all these split decisions these infielders are having to make. When that ground ball's hit to him, okay, is the guy trying to advance? Okay, yes or no. Okay, if he is, was that ball hit hard enough that I might can get this guy out at third?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or do I just say screw it and take the easy out at first, but now that guy's at third? You know what and
0: I you're making a lot of split second decisions. And you're
1: gonna to see pick. a lot of intentional walks because of this too. Mm-hmm. Because say, like, if you get up there and, okay, say, like, you got somebody like Aaron Judge up to plate, And you got a guy on second. First base is open. You think they're going to let Aaron Judge swing a bat? <laughs> nope. Hey, why don't you go ahead and mose him down to first base, buddy. You can take that. You can set that bat down. You're not swinging at this inning. Right. And then, ground ball, you got a double play. Then you get a chance to get two outs at once. And then you, you may still get that runner over to third. But now that sacrifice fly does you no good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Then you're forcing that team. If you want to get him in, you're going to have to get a hit off our pitcher now. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes it takes some of that pressure off. So you're going to see a lot of that as well. Maybe I don't know if they has yet because there's only to be like one or two games that went into extra innings, maybe.
0: Uh, just just the one just game. The one so far. See Royals.
1: But I think you're going to see a lot of that.
0: Well, the Kansas City Royals won off of off that, yeah. That particular uh, position. Now,
1: granted, the other team had the same opportunity. They did. They and just didn't
0: didn't use it as well, I suppose. Nope. But, but it's, a, it's an interesting rule. It's it's the, the Royals were very happy about it.
1: Well, yeah, but if it went the other way, it'd be the 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 articles you'd be reading about right now is the Royals being all pissy about it, and then the other team liking it.
0: Well, um, Cleveland was not happy. Um, Mike Clevenger, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He 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 tweeted out that he was. It was the craziest I'm crap. Gonna, I'm I'm not gonna read his tweet, but he, he was not happy. Not happy at all about the uh, the new rule. But.
1: It, well, I have one thing to say to him. Mm-hmm. Boo hoo. <laughs> Get used to it, buddy. Yeah. That's, that's just that's i don't it's, think it's that's, an advantage going, for that's each not team. going to be i don't think that'll be a rule past this season if everything gets back to the way it was mm-hmm. but for now just like uh every team this year is also using the dh well
0: uh that was actually another question i was going to ask your opinion on the dh uh because i don't have a strong opinion on using a dh i, I don't See the point of it. I think your pitcher should be hitting along with everybody else. But what were your? I mean, you were a pitcher, so tell me, what do you think?
1: Well, it it when I played other positions, I got the bat. But when I pitched, coach wouldn't let me bat. Um, Too many things can go wrong. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, you get a guy that's just dominating the hell out of you, and he gets up to bat, and I'm pitching. You know what I'm going to do? You're
0: going to hit him.
1: Yeah, I'm going to hit him. (laughs) I'm going to try to get him out of the game. He's making my players look horrible. They can't hit off of him. He ain't going to pitch if I put one in his ear or if I put one in his rib cage. He's not going to be able to pitch. That's going to happen. There's just too many things that can go wrong when a pitcher bats. Mm -hmm. Uh, Get hurt running the bases. Get hurt doing this. Uh, your your pitching staff, your when you're in. Your pitching staff, <clears throat> you know, you've only got so many pitchers out there, you know, and so I, I don't have a problem with the DH. I know there's a lot of, all oh, get rid of the DH, but I, honestly, I don't have a problem with it. Now, granted, I like you, Like I said, I didn't like it. I didn't like not getting the bats because I enjoyed it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but if I was pitching, my coach would not let me bat. Um just wouldn't let me do it mm-hmm. he said nope got a dh tonight I'm like, dang it <laughs> you know so i mean i just like even in college four years in college all i did was pitch i had one at bat in four years in college <laughs> and that was only because the coach messed up what did he do he uh if you're okay so we had a dh And he didn't think the game was going to go further or whatever. And he was trying to get a run in or something, trying to get another extra run in. And our DH got on base. Now, the DH that we were using that game, if you want to time him from first to second, get out of sundial. Right. (laughs) Looked like he was running in molasses. dude was slow. And Coach used a pinch runner for the DH. When you do that, you lose that DH. And the designated hitter was hitting from my position.
2: Oh, okay.
1: You know, and I had no clue what was going on. I was just sitting in a dugout, and we were, we actually started scoring some runs and everything. A couple innings, we started actually gaining the lead up. And one of the other players goes, hey, "I, you got a helmet that'll fit you?" And I'm like, "The hell I want a helmet for?" <laughs> he's like, uh "You got to go bat." I was like, "The hell I do? I don't bat. What are you talking about?" <laughs> And then coach came up and said, Yeah, you're up third this inning. And I was like, What the hell you mean I'm up third? I don't bat. What do you what do you want? And then I realized what had happened, and so I had to go back. Oh my gosh. And by God, I got on base and I scored. There was the, the, the guy in front of me got on base. I hit a ground ball between short and third. Uh, they forced the guy out at 2nd mm-hmm. But I beat out they tried to turn two. I mean, I actually beat it, beat the throw to first. And then uh, like the very and i was like you know I, I didn't sprint during games you know i was saving my legs for pitching and I, I was beat after that because like the very next pitch the guy that was up to bat after me hits a line drive to the center fielder and the center fielder's come running up and he dives for it and misses it
0: oh so now you gotta run
1: so it went all the way to the freaking fence he ended up getting a triple out of it so my big butt ran from first, to second to third, and home and scored, and I went and sat down in the dugout looking for the oxygen. I mean I was, whew, I was done.
0: <laughs> now I, listeners, um, what's funny about listening to Vaughn describe how he runs is he, he acts like he can't run. Um, back when he was playing ball, um, the way Vaughn is built. When he runs, he looks like he's running extremely slowly, but he because I so, was, but he covers so much ground with his because he's got long legs, and you know because he's a, he's a big guy.
1: I was and I was sne- what they call sneaky quick.
0: He doesn't uh, look like he's running fast at all, and then all of a sudden he's there, and then because in
1: high school one of the guys that was known as our fast players mm-hmm. was pissed off because when we did our. Times for our forty yard dash, I beat him every single time. Mm-hmm.
0: You cover a lot of ground with those long legs. It doesn't look like you're doing it, but then you realize, holy crap! Yep. You know, because because uh, I've watched we played softball together, and, I, and I've watched him run, and I was like, how is he covering that much ground, <laughs> going as slowly as he is? It's crazy. <laughs> so um, there, there's two st- before we before we get done today. There's two stories I want you to tell. Okay. I want you to tell about
1: the nine pitches, and I want you to tell about the umpire. So tell about the nine pitches. Okay, well, the nine pitches, that was my senior year in college, and I was pitching in-game, and our coach had told me, hey, you're going on a very, very strict pitch count. Because in two or three days later, we were playing against a big-time rival school that he wanted me to be 100% rested up for. And so he had me on a very strict pitch count. And what brought this story up yesterday is because the t- the pitcher that was winning yesterday got pulled after four innings.
0: And when you and tell him what happened.
1: And that got and that, I I was thinking I was thinking as a pitcher that sucks <laughs> because as a starter you have to go at least five innings to be credited for a win.
0: So this guy has a zero zero record right now.
1: Yeah. Even though he he has was a games winning. played, but his record is still zero and zero. Yeah. And Anyway, I was on this very, very strict pitch count. And after the fourth inning, Coach says, all right, you're done. I'm like, I don't know why I'm not. i still got pitches left. He goes, I don't think. I think you you maxed out. I was like, no, 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 no. I said, let's go check. And went over there and checked on the pitch count. The guy was keeping it. And he goes, he's got nine pitches left. And he's like, look, come on. You only got nine pitches. You're done. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I said, that was four innings. Mm -hmm. I've got nine pitches left i'm going to go out there use those nine pitches and if we can manage to get three outs and nine pitches then i at least get the credit for the win and he goes all right fine nine pitches that's all you get i don't care you don't get 10 i don't don't get
0: nine and a half (laughs) he said if on your
1: ninth pitch after your ninth pitch if you've got two outs and an O2 count on the next guy guess what somebody else is going to come in there and finish it for you and you're not going to finish it and i'm like all right fine nine pitches And I went and talked to the catcher. I'm like, dude, don't even call signs. I don't give a dang. I said, I'm not going to be 100% where the ball is going to go. I said, you just put your glove right in the center. I'm not going to go for corners, high, low, every pitch. I'm going to rear back and see how freaking hard I can throw it. I'm throwing nine fastballs. I'm getting everything I can out of this. And I went out there, threw nine pitches, nine fastballs, Nine strikes, struck all three guys out, got back in the dugout and looked at him. It's like, told you I was going to make the best of my damn nine pitches. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> and our coach looked at me. And we're PG-13. How many – I don't know if we can say this again. But when I walked back to the dugout, the coach looked at me. and He's like – he just kind of started shaking his head. And he's like, you got to be shitting me. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I told you I wanted my nine pitches. I was getting it. So – it's but, funny yeah. the
0: the little things that can motivate you to do
1: oh yeah fantastic
0: things you know being given a pitch count and you're like well, screw you I'll make the most of my pitches I'm pay. gonna
1: make my I'm making the most out of my nine pitches <laughs> those are my nine I earned them I want them now
0: we told the story earlier about the uh, the poor umpire in the Nationals game getting pegged in the chest by a ball so I want Vaughn to tell you my favorite story of when he was playing baseball um, about. about- well,
1: you, go ahead. This was in summer leagues. Uh, I think I was probably 18, 19 years old. And our catcher had got a hit in that game. And as he, he was around the bases, he twisted his ankle. And so they come up and say, Hey, or who else can catch? And I'm like, Ooh, ooh, oh ooh, ooh, I can catch, I can catch, let me catch. Because that's what I used to do, and I loved it. And he's like, No, you're pitching. And I'm like, Dang, <laughs> we'll find somebody else to pitch. I'll go catch. And they're like, No, no, mm-mm, you're pitching. I was like, Okay, fine. But they got this other little kid. He he he, he uh, spoke up and said, "Hey, I I used to catch. I can do it." I'm like, "All right, cool." So he put the gear on, and I went and warned him, "Hey, my fastball has a tail on it. because I throw a two-seamer. Um, just call whatever pitches you want, or you can just call fastball each pitch. And if I don't want to, if that's not what I want to throw, I'll shake you off, and you just keep going until you get the one that I want.
2: Right.
1: Uh, if I don't like the location." that you call for i'll give you a signal to change location different we worked a a few little kinks out real quick well one of the first pitches i threw (laughs) this little kid i don't know if he was scared and he actually came back later and said it came a lot faster because i didn't throw it that hard during Mm warm-ups he said he was not expecting it but the ball went right past his glove didn't even nick his glove and at about 96 to 98 miles an hour, it hit the umpire square in his junk. <laughs> now he did have a cup on, which is probably the only reason why he didn't die. But
0: seriously, this is my favorite story. It
1: hit him, and all I heard was, and my first thought well, was, is a strike? Because all I heard <laughs> was, the, was the catch, was the umpire go, Hur! and that was it. And he stood up, and he actually looked like he was going to try to walk it off, you know. And he started walking toward the mound. And when he got back, when he got like on top of home plate, he took his face mask off. And when he looked up at me, my first thought was, oh, crap. Because I saw nothing but white in this dude's eyes. (laughs) His eyes were rolled back in his head. He was passed out walking. (laughs) And the next thing you know, he hits the ground like a sack of potatoes. I mean, out freaking cold. And, all, and we're thinking, oh, my God, I just killed this dude. Because he wasn't waking up.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: they called 911. <laughs> he was out for so long that when the paramedics got there, they actually woke him up. <laughs> With that crap they put under your nose. To the wake- smelling salt. Yeah. yeah. That's what woke him up. <laughs> and they actually got him kind of to speak a little bit. And it was, it was, at this point, it was kind of funny because they were like, do you know where you are? And you say, well, it looks like I'm on the ground. <laughs> and they, they were trying to ask him who his doctor was. <laughs> He's like, doctor? I ain't no doctor. I'm an umpire. <laughs> they're like, no, 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 no. Who is your doctor? <laughs> but they end up taking him out on a stretcher. And if you've ever seen one of the cups that baseball players, a lot of them will wear, especially once you get older, these big gray, and they're called banana cups. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: They're big gray, hard plastic, and they're meant to protect your junk so you don't lose them. Well, for a while, they had this umpire's cup sitting on a windowsill up at the announcer's booth and by the concession stand and everything, Mm -hmm. sitting with the opening part of it down Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and the baseball was sitting on top of it. Now, this this cup is rounded. The reason the baseball was sitting in it, because it didn't crack the cup. It didn't do anything like that. But it put a three-quarter inch indention in the guy's cup, and that's what the ball was sitting in. I mean, the ball didn't ricochet. I mean, he took 98 to the sack, and it fell straight to the ground. (laughs) The ball did not go anywhere. It hit and fell straight down. He absorbed all of that energy, every bit of it, into his man junk. (laughs) But thank the good Lord, he actually was wearing a cup.
0: Right? Because if not,
1: they may have been carrying those suckers out with a bag, (laughs) and not the one attached to him. (laughs) But it—that was probably the most painful thing I've ever seen. In a baseball game, because I, I mean I've gotten hit before with a cup, without a cup. I mean, it, I don't I don't care. That cup it it spreads out the pain, doesn't block it. It still hurts. Good God, it still hurts.
2: Well, that, so I um, can't
1: imagine how bad that hurt him.
0: That umpire that got hit last night at the Nationals game, he's wearing a chest piece.
1: Well, yeah, and, and it still
0: took him a second to recover from that. So I can imagine how much worse it would be getting hit and absorbing all of that energy <laughs>
1: <laughs> to your into your into your family
0: parts. jewels.
1: <laughs> yeah, that. Mm.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: But actually, well, I mean, it was funny because I didn't even know about the cup, and it was my mom that had told me uh, because she went out there for a summer league game for one of my younger cousins with my aunt and somebody knew her um, as being my mother Mm -hmm. and said, hey, aren't you his mom? She's like, yeah. hey, come on, we'll show you something. And and they showed it to her. So you know what that is? And she's like, looks like a cup with a baseball sitting on it. I don't know. (laughs) She goes, that's the one that your son hit that umpire in the crotch with, and that's the cup and that's the ball that he hit him with. (laughs) And this was like four years later. That ball was still sitting there, on that cup.
0: That's a testament to why you need to wear this protective gear, though. I mean, seriously, it. because if you don't wear it, that would have just I think I
1: think they would have probably popped.
0: <laughs> he would have been hurt a whole lot worse.
1: Yeah, because like I said, if it had been like a glancing blow, maybe, but there was no glancing blow. The ball didn't bounce off somewhere. It hit and fell straight down. Oh my gosh. Poor dude.
0: <laughs> so that's my favorite one. It of was horrible. Vaughn's baseball stories. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we, we're, we've we come to the end of the podcast. We've talked about nothing but baseball. We've talked about stories. We've talked about games that we've seen. We want to continue talking, talking about, about this stuff. So, um, you know, give us your feedback. Let us know what you like, what you didn't like. Uh, we still don't have Vaughn on Twitter, which <laughs> I'm going to get a uh,
1: look. And you say that after every episode.
0: No. I am making you a Twitter right now. As soon as I finish recording, I am making you a Twitter so it, people can find you.
1: Isn't that what she said last week? Because I think it is. And the week before, and the week before maybe.
0: It's happening this week. This is, this is a she said
1: Instagram. that last week too.
0: But you can find us at the Shays Lounge on Twitter. Uh, CricketShay at Twitter. Um, the Shays Lounge on Instagram. Uh, if you can find me on Facebook, friend me on Facebook. Um, I hope you like feminist rants because it's kind of my thing. <laughs> but uh but yeah just uh find us let us know what you think and to our faithful listeners who keep listening every week thank you so much and we love
1: you see you next time